Hello, uh, no intro today to the show, as um, everyone is, I'm sure, aware by now, there was a big death in the uh, wrestling world in the last, what, 24 hours, as John Huber, Brody Lee, Luke Harper, unfortunately, um, heartbreakingly, passed away um, on Boxing Day. I'm just going to read the statement from um, All Elite Wrestling. The All Elite Wrestling family is heartbroken. In an industry filled with good people, John Huber was exceptionally respected and beloved in every way. A fierce and captivating talent, a thoughtful mentor, and simply a very kind soul that starkly contradicted his persona as Mr. Brody Lee. John's love for his wife Amanda and children Brody and Nolan was evident to all of us who were fortunate to spend time with him and we send our love and support to his beautiful family today and always. John's popularity among his peers and influence on the wrestling world was worldwide and transcended AEW so this loss will be felt by many for a long time. We were privileged at AEW to call John Huber a brother, a friend and one of our own. So yeah, seriously, you, you just don't know what to say to you. That the news was broke. I don't know. It was about. I woke up in the middle of the night about two a.m. Just randomly checked my phone for no reason. A message from one of my mates um, with a statement. Um, so yeah, he died unfortunately on Boxing Day, a day after Christmas. Um, and yeah, the, you're just never gonna see as many. The amount of tweets and just statements from people is frightening nobody had a bad word to say everyone's posting up photos videos of experiences with um brody lee um but yeah you just you, it must be our, his wife is the two kids that he leaves behind it is absolutely horrible so um we was gonna i was gonna originally do a christmas show today talking about the episode of smackdown from friday night talking about tlc from last week, but I'm not going to bother with any of that. Nothing, none of that seems to matter um, right now. So yeah, um, Brody was 41 years old. 41 years old. Um, just, I don't even, seriously, I don't, I've never done um, a podcast like this, but he was a wrestler that I always, always really liked. I just thought he was, he was very underrated as everyone thought in WWE. Um, he he died actually. Um, his wife. I'll um, just read his um, what is uh, what his wife had to say about it. Um, it just 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 let me find that two seconds. Um, his wife Amanda. She said, um, "My best friend died today. I never wanted to write out those words. My heart is broken. The world saw him as the amazing Brody Lee." Luke Harper, but he was my best friend, my husband, and the greatest father you would ever meet. No words can express the love I feel or how broken I am right now. He passed surrounded by loved ones after a hard-fought battle with a non-COVID-related lung issue. So, yeah, so people might know. Well, everyone was wondering why why was Brody Lee off TV um, after that um, great dog-collar match with Cody on the... It was in October, wasn't it, on Dynamite? He's not been seen. He's not been on any of the being the elite segments as um, people like John Silver um, roles to stardom and popularity with AEW fans. He just wasn't missing. It was always I'd listen to uh, Meltzer on the Observer talk about it, and he'd been like he'd been asked questions from fans. Where was he? And Meltzer had said, "Well, I've not. Nobody will tell me anything, which isn't usually um, a good sign." Um, 
so yeah it was always you was always thinking what what is actually going on like I, myself obviously i was thinking well is he like suffered a career threatening injury or something like that you, you wouldn't in your wildest nightmares think it could be something like this um but yeah so he died obviously with an ongoing lung battle um it wasn't covid related um i'm sure more will come out about what the reasons was behind more detail in the upcoming days and um, there's just been it's just been like horrible horrible more no was the last time really you can remember feeling like this and um, it's obviously like wrestlers die all the time but normally it's at ages not that it makes it any easier but ages you'd more expect um obviously this just reminds you of well the feeling of when eddie guerrero um passed away um 41 years old he was he was in the prime of his career he'd just gotten out of wwe he was being given the ball and he was really running with it he had a great run with aw over the last like what seven eight months um he, he was known for his style his style was like um a bruiser brody type uh, he had his uh, catchphrase, if you remember, on Twitter for weeks, months, years. He'd be every day of the week. He'd be, it's Monday, you know what that means. It's Tuesday, you know what that means. It's Wednesday, you know what that means. That's what he'll be remembered for. Um, there's a video going round of his um, his son at Access um, where he gets on the stage and basically gets all the crowd, to tries to get all the crowd to chant for um, his son Brody which I will just play on my phone right now. Um, there's also been new, well, news. Apparently, this is what... I mean, we'd seen rumblings of this, and it was a little bit concerning. The other day, I didn't really... Looking back, you really should have think thought some about it. Apparently, on Dynamite, after Dynamite had finished, they had Brody come out and pin Kenny. I might be wrong on this. In fact, I don't want to be wrong on this, so I'm just gonna find what um find what I was reading earlier. Um, do, 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 do. so bonus segment. I think this is from the Observer. Um, Kenny Omega loses the AEW World Title to Brody Lee. There was also a bonus segment on Dynamite in which Kenny Omega lost the AEW world title to Brody Lee. It all began with Omega coming out and joining the Bucks in the ring. The Elite offered Brody Lee's eight-year-old son a spot in the stable. The Dark Order hit the ring and a brawl broke out which ended in a title match between Kenny Omega and Brody Lee Jr. Brody Lee's son jumped on Omega's back and made the AEW world champion tap out. Justin Roberts announced Brody Lee Jr. as the new AEW World Champion. Um, it should be noted this was not an official title change, just a fun spot. Possibly films a Christmas present for Brody Lee's son. Um, so yes, yeah, so it wasn't actually Brody Lee involved. Now we don't know. I'm assuming he's been. There's they put pictures up of um, Brody Lee's opening presents on Christmas Day. Uh, of his son's opening Christmas presents on Christmas Day, and there was no pictures of Brody Lee anywhere in there. Um, but yeah, that was. I, I'm not sure if they're going to air that on Dynamite this week. You possibly say no. I don't know. It's something that might just be personal for um, Brody Lee's son. But yeah, it's just, it's just mind numbing that all this, all this is. Going. I did not expect to be talking about this. Um, 
I don't know, people are suggesting stuff that that they could do. They could have it's Wednesday, you know what that means in the intro to AEW Dynamite. Um I'm assuming there'll be a T shirt released which I don't know, you hopefully like to see all the proceeds go to um to um Brody Lee's wife and sons. But um yeah, so we'll find the uh, Tony Khan statement. Sorry, this is like a monotone thing, but uh, Tony Khan tweeted, I'm devastated by the loss of John Huber, known to fans as Mr. Brody Lee, formerly Luke Harper. John was a great man. His family came first. His loving wife, Amanda, and their sons, Brody and Nolan. He loved wrestling and was great. He loves you fans. Please keep him in all your hearts. So yeah, so that's, there's not much more we can really say. It's just been horrible news. Um... I've just been reading on hours tribute, reading for hours tributes for uh, Brody Lee, but I-, I wanted to talk a little bit about his career, um, because I- I've pretty much watched most of his career unfold before me. Um, I've took a few notes to help that. Um, is the rain paused down outside? Um, but yeah, I-, I never knew this as well. Doing a bit of research, Colin Delaney you might remember him from um, ECW back in two thousand seven, the WWE version. He was actually brother, real life brother to. Um, Brody Lee, which I wasn't actually aware of. Um, Brody Lee started his wrestling career in the early 2000s um, before signing with Shikara, Ring of Honor, Jersey All Pro. We had a stint in um, Dragon Gate USA uh, before signing his WWE contract in March of 2012. Um, I didn't really watch any of the NXT run. He was an NXT tag champion with Rowan in 2013, when I really started watching um, what Brody Lee was around, it was around SummerSlam 2013, wasn't it? The uh, Bray Wyatt debuted um, and faced Kane, I think, in an, in an Inferno match. Um, and yeah, so there was a long time. I mean, he, he was the Wyatt family was going on for like a couple of years, weren't it? I mean, he had that memorable match, which I actually watched earlier today. And the classic six-man elimination chamber 2014, uh, the Shield versus the Wyatts. That was a great match. I'm sure that's probably the standout match of his career, um, the most famous match of his career. Maybe other great matches. I mean, he was on the record of saying that his best match, he thought his best match and best moment in WWE was the IC title TLC match back at TLC 2014. That was a great match against Dolph Ziggler. Um, he lost the Intercontinental title then. Um, he also was involved with the Wyatt family in that handicap tag match against uh, CM Punk and Daniel Bryan. Um, that was around. I'm trying to think. I think that was at TLC 2013. Uh, my first time seeing him live actually was at my first WrestleMania, WrestleMania 31. He was in the seven-man ladder match with the likes of Daniel Bryan, Ziggler, um, Wade Barrett. Um, in that great opening ladder match at WrestleMania 31, back in the sunshine in Santa Clara in 2015. Um, yeah, so there's plenty of matches you can go and watch. One of my favourite matches, actually, was his match with Randy Orton. It was just before WrestleMania 33. And at that point, it, there was rumours going around that he was going to actually be inserted into the um, triple threat match. The triple threat match. Um, it ended up being just Randy Orton versus Bray Wyatt, unfortunately, at WrestleMania 33. But there was talk at the time in the dirt sheets that they were going to insert Harper into that match and make it a triple threat match. That would actually never happen. Um, but Luke Harper had a great match with Randy Orton. I don't know. It might have been a fast lane, a payback, an elimination chamber. All those pay-per-views seem to merge into one. But I remember watching that match. 
And I'm thinking at the time, that was a great match. This guy can definitely go. Um, he was in the Andre the Giant Battle Royal, I think, at WrestleMania 33, which I was also in the crowd for. And then after that, I feel like they had a bit of time off. There was always spells in his career where they just didn't seem to have anything for him, it would seem. Which is, when you look at his incredible run with AEW, that just seems ludicrous now. Um, but I think he was off TV and then they, made, they formed the Bludgeon Brothers as he's teamed with, after the White Family, it's blow up, he teamed with Eric Rowan. Um, they would go on to win the title, the tag team titles at WrestleMania 34. Yet again, I was there for that um, at the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. I think they only got like six, seven minutes in a triple threat tag team match against the New Day and the Usos. But the, those three teams would have had a great match if they'd have been given a bit more time. Then I think Eric Rowan picked up an injury a couple of months later. I was, I don't have any notes about this or research, but I'm pretty sure. And then they just had nothing for Luke Harper after that. Um so they won the titles at WrestleMania 34, and then he was just on the sidelines for months after months, waste waste of his time and career, really, just being sat around doing nothing. Um, and then one of the things that always stick out for me was, I remember being in um, New York for WrestleMania, um, WrestleMania 35, was it? Yeah, WrestleMania 35. And um, I always remember this. It, this is where it was sort of the end, beginning of the end for his WWE run. Um, he basically, we was on nothing for months and months. They had nothing for him. I think there was stories that he wanted, that Vince wanted him to do a Texas accent, but he's from New York. He can't do a Texas accent. So Vince gave up on him then. But um, he put put out a statement in the lead up to WrestleMania 35, where at the time he wasn't booked. I'm just going to read that for you. It was, I'm 39 years old. I've been cleared since February the 6th. I've been brought to one television taping since I left to have double, double ligament reconstruction with wrist surgery on October the 2nd, 2018. So it was actually him that got injured. Six years ago, I wrestled multiple matches at Access as part of SCW and was involved in Undertaker's entrance. Five years ago, I had a front row seat to watch Bray Wyatt wrestle John Cena. Four years ago, I competed for the Intercontinental Championship in my first WrestleMania singles match. Three years ago, I wrestled Brock Lesnar in Toronto on a network special. I don't actually remember that. Um, but yeah, two years ago, I came within inches of competing for the WWE Championship in the very match AJ Styles won his first and within inches of being part of the WWE Championship match at WrestleMania with Bray and Randy. One year ago, I won the WWE SmackDown Tag Team Championships with Rowan while my wife and two sons watched front row. Um, next Thursday, I will be wrestling Donovan Dijak at Access, now known as T-Bar. <laughs> Um, full circle, I read all the texts I got that said, you're back on access, I was kind to all the people that Jin asked, asking if I'd retired, I swallowed my pride when agents and writers asked me if I was still hurt when completely healthy, and now here we are, April the 4th, 2019, when worlds collide at access, Luke Harper versus Donovan Dijak, how will I respond, how will I change things, no one has to be happy with the results except me. That's the true test. Do I still have it? Can I compete with a young, up-and-coming, incredibly talented NXT prospect? Am I too old? Has the game passed me by? Am I as good as I really think I am? It brings it brings me near tears to write this because I truly believe I have so fucking much to offer this industry. I believe I will be a world heavyweight champion someday. I believe that that, but some, but these are the doubts I live with daily. These are the doubts that creep into your head during rehab. These are the thoughts 
you think when you watch your left side atrophy being ignored and left at home for months exasperated these thoughts and it sucked i have so much to prove to myself to wwe to the industry of professional wrestling to my wife and it's my responsibility to show my kids how to handle adversity next thursday is the answer are the real doubts real or is this the first step of the climb i promise you i will come prepared and you will get the very best that night mr jack dijack just know be careful thinking of this as just an access match because to me, it is my WrestleMania and I'm not throwing away my shot. Um, so yeah, I think he went on to have a really good match with Dijak at that year's WrestleMania. Um, at, well, at the World's Collide Fantasy. WWE really don't have a clue, but this ain't a WWE bashing podcast at the moment. Um, so we don't want to talk about that. But yeah, I think he ended up appearing actually in the uh, Battle Royal. I'm sure he was in the Battle Royal at WrestleMania 35. Um, but yeah, a month after that, I think he tweeted about wanting to leave WWE, um, and eventually they caved, and in December 2019, he left the WWE, and then the pandemic struck. The week that he was due to debut, AEW cancelled all shows in front of fans, and they was just empty arena shows, and on that first show, he debuted and it was it was scheduled to be in his hometown. He would have got a monstrous pop, but instead he debuted in front of nobody. But he made the most of it. He main evented um, the Double or Nothing pay per view, twenty twenty, in a world title match against John Moxley. So in the space of a year from wrestling in front of pretty much nobody at Access at Worlds Collide against Donovan Dijak, just over twelve months later, he was main eventing. A huge AEW wrestling pay-per-view for the world title against John Moxley. Um, a few months later, after that, he had he had a great run in in AEW. It's just a shame there was no fans there to show the appreciation that you can tell. You can see how passionate he was from that statement he put out regarding his um, match access. He clearly loved the wrestling business so much. Um, but yeah, what well, the guy? I'm just glad that he actually got this year to show how talented everyone knew that he was. I remember I used to listen to um, Edge and Christian's podcast, and I think Edge once got asked the question, who is the one guy that you just want to be given a chance? Who do you think so under-pushed in WWE? And he said Luke Harper. Um, and it it just, he was just criminally underrated at the time. But I think everyone knows how great he is now. He, um, he, had, he lost that match, that great match with John Mox at Double or Nothing, um, and then he went on to shock the world by squashing Cody Rhodes on that episode of Dynamite in the main event to capture the TNT um, TV title. And then he would go on to have a reign with that TNT title. And then in his final ever match, um, he had a classic dog collar match on Dynamite with Cody Rhodes in what would heartbreakingly turn out to be his final match. So yeah, that that was the career of Brody Lee, John Hoover, Luke Harper. Um, done more than most people could have, most wrestlers will ever dream of doing. He's had matches at WrestleMania. He's been in there with the greats, obviously Brock Lesnar, CM Punk, Daniel Bryan, Randy Orton, Cody Rhodes. Main evented pay per views with John Moxley. Um, one tag team championship. It's in front of his son. At the Superdome, um, 
in in New Orleans. So yeah, but the career ain't the important thing. It's the life. He just came across as such a top guy. Um, the tributes that have come in have been heartfelt, and everyone. It's rare in wrestling that you find such a nice guy, and you can just tell. Um, from all the tweets, all the memories. I mean, Bray Wyatt um, put out the most upset. I'm not going to read it out, um, but he put out the most upsetting, the upsetting um, post on Instagram. Stephanie McMahon's tweeted. Every man and his dog has tweeted about what a top guy Brody Lee was. Um, so yeah, I mean, I put a tweet. I mean, it's insignificant in it, but like I was. You might want to judge me on this, but I was watching Raw as my little girl was being born on on the iPad in that delivery room, and yeah, I remember I put a picture up on my Twitter. Um, I remember watching a Wyatt family promo with the three of with Braun, with uh, Luke Harper and Bray Wyatt, whilst my little girl was there in the first couple of hours of her birth. Shows how committed to rest of the night, but yeah, little memories like that along the way. Um, that's what comes into mind when I think of. Luke Harper, Brody Lee, but yeah, he's going to be a big miss to everyone, to everyone, the guy will go down probably as one of the greatest in wrestling, people might say that might be over reaction, but it, it's true, it's true, he is, he will be, he's really up there, um, so yeah, just heart, heartbreaking news, and yeah, there's not a lot, you can say, I don't really know, flipping out, fit, can't, the last podcast done, I'm not doing another podcast this year, the last podcast done in 2020 is mourning one of the deaths of one of the top stars in the industry, um, but yeah, I don't really know, I mean, I'm just, you know, there's not much else you can say, I've run through his career, um, spoke about it, since everyone, everyone's going to be giving their thoughts on Brody Lee, um, but yeah, all we can say is I really, I don't know, heartfelt sympathies to his wife and to his kids, and I'm just going to finish by, I'm not going to edit the podcast to um, insert this in, but this is um, something that the WWE, every credit to them, put up um, regard, regarding um, the career of... It was just Brody Lee talking about his career, so I'm just going to finish on that. Um, we will... I don't even want to plug anything. I'll be back in 2021 talking about um, Wrestle Kingdom and... I don't know what's going to happen on Dynamite going forward, but yeah. So, Brody Lee, a true great in the wrestling business. It's cool to me to, and I hold on to so much stuff from my wrestling that uh, I have the card from when I wrestled Undertaker. I have uh, posters. I have all the posters we've been on. I have all my figures. And I have them not for me, but someday I maybe want to hand them to my son and say, hey, here. And if he wants it or not, but I've been given the opportunity to give that to him. And uh, he's one of the biggest fans in the world. So <laughs> for him to be able to see what I've done and uh, the person that it's made me, uh, I, I can't uh, I can't really describe it. It's It's... I guess if I had a goal in life, it was to be as good a dad as my dad. And I think I'm on my way. <laughs> and, uh... <sighs> I guess for me to be able to do that, it's super special. <laughs> as much as, you know, you want to talk about, like, John Huber as a, you know, as a person... 
Huber with two, Brody Lee, Luke Harper are all Jonathan Huber, and I'm that because of those three personalities, I guess, in professional wrestling. Made me what I am. It's, uh, it's very powerful.